What if you made a deal to consume a certain piece of media that someone else picked for you? Something that you might or might not know anything about. What if the second half of that deal was that you were the one who got to pick the next piece of media to consume? Would you agree to it? This week, we actually complete the first instance of the miniseries we are calling The Deal Part 2, Hereditary and the Witch. Hello, and welcome back to the Going Off Topic podcast with Kyle Fauché. I'm Dukes, however, not Kyle Fauché, but that's okay. We still got him here with us. So actually, let's say what's up to him. I guess you can classify him now as the all-knowing horror <laughs> source, Mr. Kyle Fauché. Fauché, what's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, if all it takes for me to be the all-knowing source of horror movies is to watch two or three of your favorites, then I'm all in. I feel like I don't have to watch any more horror movies. Is that correct? Or am I misunderstood I, there? I'm easy, man. Uh, that's all I got to say. You know, you just got to jump on the bandwagon and, and you're in. Once you're in, you're in forever. Okay. So you're already elevated to that status. Perfect. But, uh, you know, good to have you here, Foshi. Obviously, this is your podcast. But once again, for everyone who has been listening with us and has been following with the Deal miniseries that we are finally wrapping up today, you'll notice that I have been kind of hosting, I guess, the, the miniseries so far. Mm. We're going to keep that trend but because this episode really wasn't supposed to happen. This was not supposed to be a separate episode. So for everyone who has listened to the deal part two, A, maybe <laughs> you could say, and this is B, we were expected to talk about last episode, both Hereditary and The Witch. We only made it through Hereditary, figured we split it out. So here we are to talk about the second half, aka part two of part two which is The Witch. So we're not going to go into a lot of detail about what the deal is, the miniseries. We've kind of already broken that down in episode one and episode, well, the first half of episode two. So I think we can jump right into it. Just know that if you haven't checked out part one, which was The Wire, and part two, A, which was Hereditary, please do that because we're basically just going to build off of those probably conversations. As we said in those other episodes, Spoilers right off the bat, we will be completely spoiling The Witch. That is the whole idea of the deal, actually. And uh, so if, if you haven't seen it, I, I really wouldn't make it much further past this point. You probably want to go watch it and come back. With that being said, the deal is in the most basic form is we both agree to watch each other's thing, something. My thing just happened to be two movies. So I'm sorry that I made this difficult, Foshi. And instead of two episodes, here we are now with three episodes. So Foshi, before we get to the most important stuff, which is your thoughts, your comments, everything about this. We don't need to highlight the fact that now you're a horror fanatic, but before you were not. <laughs> I think it's also safe to say that that was a joke and that you are not a fanatic and that we've basically haven't, we haven't budged you yet. So my, my, my mission is not complete yet as far as getting you into to that category just yet. Before we get into all of that fun stuff though, really quick, for those who don't know, might be oblivious or just haven't seen it in a long time, the Witch we are talking about is from 2015. We're talking about uh, produced by A24, I believe, mm -hmm. which we were just talking about, you know, one of our favorites uh, production companies. This is a film from Robert Eggers. I, I always mispronounce his last name. He also, uh, I, to my knowledge, might be the only other film that you might have come across so far is The Lighthouse, which I haven't seen quite yet, but I, I can't wait to do. Uh, this is a movie that when it came out, I highly, I was super 
anticipated. It was highly anticipated. I was extremely happy and, and ready for it to come. It had this weird hype to it. It was just uh, the hype was that it was going to be different. It was just a different horror film, and then it was an authentic, real horror film. This is a film that had a four million dollar budget, ended up grossing around forty million dollars total. So you know, a, a nice little ten x, a ten xer there, which is great. Uh, it's very simple but very effective. It, it actually, the reason I combined it with Hereditary is because for me, it's at the top of my list. I personally love this movie. I've probably seen it double digits, at least probably. And um, the cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. Most notable from this cast is, uh, I, is it Anya? Anya Taylor-Joy? Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a great name uh, person, so I'm, I apologize. Uh, recently from Queen's Gambit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, other notable things. Uh, this is a movie, and I, before we get to you, Foshi, I will read the the quick description here from Google. This is also a movie that we talked about with Hereditary. It's actually in the same ballpark as far as Rotten Tomatoes is concerned. This is a 90%er, 83% on Metacritic, only a 6.9 out of 10 for IMDb. But overall, I think this is a highly regarded horror film. I think you could definitely put it in that class. Here's a description. In 1630, New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife, and their children when youngest son Samuel suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter, who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance, with suspicion, paranoia mounting, twin siblings, Mercy and Jonas, suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. So, very different from hereditary but is it though i don't know we'll talk about that foshi overall you were not a fan of hereditary it did not connect with you like it has for me and other people then that is totally fine where overall let's just start high level here it's been a little bit you know multiple days like i asked after watching so we've had time for it to sit in with you kind of fester that's that's what i like to do you know with a good horror movie how do we feel overall? What are our just, if I said to you, Foshi, what'd you think of that movie? What, what would your response be? My immediate response would be that I thought it was pretty good. Um, not hmm. my favorite movie, not my least favorite movie. Um, I think I'm, if, if I were to give it a score out of 10, I think I'm pretty much right in line with IMDb. Actually, I would give it like a seven out of 10. I thought the setting was really cool. Like an old English movie. Uh, you know the, the conversations that the family had, just like how it was. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm, I've for sure seen movies set in this time period, but it's been a very, very long time since you've seen like a period piece like this. I feel like, um, like you said, acting was awesome. Uh, the two people that stood out to me were, like you said, Anya Taylor Joy, and then also the husband. His name is Ralph Innocent. Innocent. I'm not sure, exactly sure how to pronounce it, but. He plays William in the movie. Uh, he was really good. Um, but there's not like the, th- I think the reason I give it a seven is there's not a whole lot I feel like that kind of happens in the movie, really, which is good, but also it was like a thing that, that tore, uh, you know, that, that brought the rating down for me. I liked how there wasn't like a huge, you know, uh, you know, obviously we, we gave a spoiler alert, a warning, but I like how, there wasn't a whole lot to do with this witch. You see her maybe twice in the movie. At the end of the movie, there's a big seance thing that they do. But it was kind of just this family just completely falling apart, being ripped apart by whatever is happening out in the woods. Um, 
So it was cool. I liked another thing that I wrote down for sure in my notes was, and maybe this was because, uh, I don't know. I feel like I noticed it more in this than I noticed it in Hereditary was the music. There were some sharp, you know, I don't know if it was like, it was some kind of stringed instrument, like a violin or something where they were just like drawing the bow across the, the strings, of that instrument, super loud, super just jarring. That was really noticeable. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I would give it a seven out of 10. Um, it was an hour and a half, which was nice. It was super easy to get through. It was, you know, wasn't like a whole nother. There wasn't, there were for sure some scary, more jump scares, I feel like, in this one than in Hereditary, but still not a lot. Really? I mean, there wasn't like, Interesting. there was a couple areas where, you know, the witch comes around from the, the, the lady and grabs what's his and grabs the one son. Um, but not, I I'm trying to consider, you know, Hereditary for sure was scary and, uh, you know, but this one I wouldn't, it does have horror elements in it, but I would almost consider it more of a drama and mystery above a horror movie for me, I think. But I, I, I liked it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I like how they drew in the goat, uh, Black Phillip. We've been calling our dog and our cat, our black cat, Black Phillip, recently because they're just acting like little assholes. Uh, but I also thought it was funny, you know, that I feel like goats get this rap of being, um, you know, we would go, there's like a Grant's farm in St. Louis, you know, that you can feed the goats and go in the goat pen and all this stuff. And Ellen's always like, I'm not going in there. Goats like freak me out. And I feel like it just totally played on that whole weird goat vibe. Well, I mean, historically goats do have, I mean, they do have some uh, symbolism you know, going back religiously. And I think that's always been a proponent or a big staple of when you think of satanic or, uh, I don't know. There's always, you know, when they get to the movies, I don't know how accurate that is, but whenever time you have that horror movie that shows you like the hidden book or the the book of curses and stuff, there's always like some goat, like a dude with a goat head (laughs) or something, you know, goats historically have had that, uh, which which I thought that was interesting. Okay. So here's the thing, I, the reason I, I wanted you to watch this one, right? People are probably thinking, you had Hereditary and The Witch. So it's a weird combo. I also agree with that. Looking back, probably not the best decision, but I just really love these movies. What I love about them, the similarities and the differences, right? That's kind of what I mentioned before. Kind of like Hereditary, but kind of not. Here's what is kind of similar to me. It is still very simple. There's not a okay. whole lot happening. I think that's actually why what makes it so well done is it's still so effective that you can walk away from such a simple movie and still be completely satisfied of like, Huh. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is that I also think this movie, I really have a thing for movies that are done, horror movies that are done well, that are quiet. I think this was naturally quiet. Sure, there was some music, but there's no big sound effects that are slapping you in the face. You know, those jump scares aren't, well, aren't you might have the music make that right there. And there's only probably, I think, maybe three yeah. max. But you're not, you're not on the edge of your seat. Like, what's going to happen next? This is a movie that is a ride. I, I think to your point, I think you could classify this maybe not as a horror. Maybe this is like a thriller even or something. Uh, and that's why I like it so much, right? The reason that I, I I thought that you might connect to this one, especially after our last conversation with Hereditary, is because with Hereditary, I think one of the things that we agreed up upon that 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 you weren't a, a super in love with was the movie that makes you do all the thinking and go wherever you want to go, all the 25,000 different directions that you want to go. Whereas I think The Witch is pretty much a straight line. Like it's the story and and and, and that's what it was. For a second there, it has you wondering what's going on until the end mm-hmm. when you realize, oh, Black Phillip, it, it, this is a real thing. Um, 
the little kids were cursed um, or turned or whatever. And um, the, I mean, the, the younger siblings and you do sign the book and she does sign the book and you become a witch and boom, story's over. There you go. Boom, done. And I like that fact of it because it's so weird. It's so out there. And I think it's just so kind of creepy that it's just kind of like 1600s way back in the day. And yeah, there were, there were actually witches running around hanging out in the woods and doing crazy stuff, you know? And I, I just kind of like the idea behind it. Now you also hit uh, another point, which is what I think really lures you in and it really sucks you in, right? And I think it sucks you into the simplicity of everything is because of exactly what you put. The acting performances are, I think, unbelievable. I actually think even down to the little kids mm-hmm. of Mercy and, um, oh, I forgot Jonas. the other name already, Jonas. Yeah. I thought they were great. Yeah, and they were just kids. so, they were just little little kids. I thought they were really, really great. Um, and, you know, they have to like act possessed and, and kind of, but it's not over the top. It's just so simple. And I thought, I thought the young boy, I, I don't know what his name is, but he was, uh, when he has that, that uh, epiphany, basically, when he's cursed and he comes back and he has this, godlike orgasm before you die. I mean, that's it's hard to do as a as a young child. I mean, that was amazing. But what it was, Foshi, I think, was the and this and this film I think has received a lot of praise for this, which was the script, the writing, mm-hmm. the actual terminology and the language that's being used here that Robert the uh Eggers, the the director, really spent a lot of time to actually and I think he's been quoted as saying that the Diction and the lingo and everything was basically taken out of directly out of journals from that time frame. So it should be historically accurate as far as I, I understand, which I think really adds to this whole setting that really draws you in as a viewer and really allows you to kind of fall asleep for a little bit. And what I mean by that is, you know, in basketball, we have that term, right? You got those point guards, they can dribble James Harden. He's just going to go back. He's going back and forth, left and right. He's not going towards the hoop. He's just kind of, He's dribbling and that defender falls asleep for that second. And that's when he bites. He'll make that move to the hoop. I think like this, what this movie does, it kind of just draws you in. You kind of fall asleep a little bit as a defender, even though there's some weird shit going on. And then boom, all of a sudden, here it is. Here's the ending storyline. Boom, you're over. But it does have to suck you in so that you can hang out for that first 40, 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you hit on something that's pretty, you know, important and a good point is this is the type of movie I feel like so this movie stops at the hour and a half mark when you get to the end and you realize that you know there's like a seance and witches and Black Phillip and all this stuff and it ends right there I feel like a lot of movies would continue on and make a whole nother story about the witches going out and doing whatever witch things and terrorizing the town that they were in and all this stuff or you would get a second one of these movies that covers the witch half the you know the, the second movie is all about the witches and all this stuff, but I think it's, I thought it was cool how it just ended and you were like, Oh, okay, cool. Like it, it was, I feel like it was kind of jarring in the moment, but the more the days that I've, since I've watched it and you bringing that up now makes me think that's, you know, it was kind of cool. It was a, it was a cool idea because most movies will just drag on and keep going and going, but this was like, Nope, this is it. Like you got up to this point, you saw where it was going and then that was it. Um, I really like that. And it's a great, a great point that you bring up. I also feel like, you know, the point you made about the writing and the script. It's either before or after the movie that they actually say it in the movie. Like there's actually words come up on the screen and they're like, this was taken from journals and all this stuff. That's, I mean, that's super interesting. That's really, I mean, it's a whole different just time period to realize like, oh, they actually took these journals and stories and 
things from a specific time period that we, you know, we read about in books and we see pictures of and whatever drawings, but they actually took the journals from that time period and made this whole movie cast this whole thing and just made a whole story out of that stuff. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you got to realize, I mean, I, I, every time I watch it, every time I've seen it a million times, how hard it must be to remember your lines as an actor. I cannot, I cannot imagine that, you know, I think that's what sucks me in is like the first few times I watched this, I had to watch it over again just to kind of figure out what they were saying. You know what I mean? Like, like watch this movie without subtitles and it'll take you a few times. And every time that I watch it, I pick up more and more things because of the way that they speak. It's kind of hard to digest, but that, I think that's what kind of lulls you to sleep. You know, that's what we talk about that defender, but you're also like weirdly interested to hear what the next thing they're going to say is because it's just so old school. It's so different. I mean, this whole movie takes place in one field. Mm -hmm. Half of like a, a small portions in the woods, but it really is just one field, one house, and that's it. There's this whole other element to it, Foshi, that 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 really first sucked me in. But before we get there, Hereditary, I think, is like a real scary movie. Okay. And we've kind of said like that one's gonna hit you in the face and it's gonna screw you up for a little bit, probably. Did this one have any, did the witch have any kind of effect like that for you? Or uh, let me, let me rephrase this because the witch, I'm sorry, hereditary did not stick with you because you were kind of out of it all the, all the way. For me, it stuck with me for multiple days. It's all I could think about. The witch also stuck with me for other reasons. Did, did that have any kind of delay or over effect for you after the f- done watching? Or was this also kind of like a, okay, I'm done and I'm on to the next thing. And the reason I ask that is because this story, since it kind of stops, it closes, right? It, it, you, you get what you get. Like it, it's, it does lead you down this one path. It hits you with a curveball, and then it tells you what, what's going on. I wonder if that has a different effect than something like Hereditary, where it leaves it very open. You do understand what's kind of going on, but you still have a lot of questions. I'm just curious to know if, or to hear if, you was kind of the same thing still. We're just like, yeah, it was all right. And then I'm on, I'm on to whatever. Yeah. So to, to bring up, a, I'm going to answer your question, but to talk about a point that you brought up, I think we were like 10 minutes in the movie and Ellen looked over to me and she's like, can we turn the subtitles on? Because I can't, I literally can't understand what these people are saying, which was, you know, definitely not a knock on the movie, but it's just, they're talking in this old English. The one guy, the dad has like such a thick accent. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and it's definitely something that it, it would be interesting to go back and rewatch without subtitles just to see if I can pick up on stuff like you did. Um, I, I think this is probably a movie that I might go back and rewatch at some point. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to watch it like every weekend or whatever, but uh, I'll probably go back and rewatch at some point to answer your question. If it's stuck with me, um, I, I don't think, I mean, there was a couple times where I was like, Oh, I wonder like, we, like we just talked about, I wonder what, would have happened if they kept would have going with the movie or I was definitely, you know, I definitely have some questions written down where it was like, what was the point of this? Or did I, you know, there was a couple of things that I was thinking of that I think we're going to talk about. Um, so yeah, I definitely thought about it more than I thought okay. about hereditary. Um, okay. But it wasn't anything where it was like story wise or they were just like general questions that came up to me where I was like, was this, am I just thinking overthinking this and, you know, uh, this doesn't make, this doesn't have anything to do with anything or was there actually a point to this whole thing, to this character, to this storyline that we're definitely going to hit on. But yeah, I would say it definitely stuck with me for maybe a day or two where I had some questions that definitely popped up after watching. 
Okay. All right. Fair. All right. Well, let's get into those questions. Before we do that, I do want to say here, here's here. I want to kind of get my stuff out and then it's all you. My stuff is pretty simple. The reason that it stuck with me so much was I was really just thought that everything was done just extremely well. I mean, I think that's clear from what I've said before, but it was this different dynamic from hereditary and a lot of movies is like when you start talking about witches and Satan and the devil and whatever, it always comes to religion, right? You can't have the devil without religion in some form, right? I guess this movie was all about religion. It was 150% about religion. And I find it so interesting. And what stuck with me is the dynamic between good, evil, which faith is good, which faith is evil, who believes which side of that good, who believes in each other, all of that are these dynamics that build the story. You know, the first shot that we see, the first scene is them getting kicked out, literally banished from their town for being too religious. Mm. They are being like the town is telling them, you are too much. You guys are going too hard for your religion. And they're like, wait a second, going too hard, bro. We just came off, we just came off the boat and everybody's religious. Like, what do you mean? You guys are religious too. And they're saying, no, no, not that religious, dude. So if you're going to be weirdos and be like really crazy people, uh, like way over the top, like we just, this is not our vibe. Right. So like, fine. They throw this fit, they go out there, whatever. But then all of these things happen. It's like the crops aren't great. Uh, the location probably isn't the best. Uh, dad's not doing the best job. Dad secretly sells a couple cups, mm-hmm. uh, some silverware. And, uh, there's other things like there's some lies, there's some, but they're so religious that God will always come back for them. Right. Their God will always redeem them. They'll always forgive all of these things. But then all of a sudden we see one family member one by one turning on each other and going against these beliefs that literally brought them out to this vacancy, basically. All for the story to some at the end to where the only one left, the only family member left actually jumps ship and goes across the fence to what we would consider the other spectrum of religion of beliefs all while the whole time there's a lot of religious questioning going on. And I think this questioning is so fascinating for me, who is not a religious person in any sense, uh, just to see this family who is built around religious beliefs to little by little start to chip away and realize that maybe those beliefs aren't what they thought they were, or that not everybody was on the same page as those beliefs or that there was even be a possibility that maybe one or others would want to go a different way there. You know, it's all of these things that I think in today's world is still a very common thing. You know, there's some really religious people and families out there that I'm sure would be kind of tough. Like for me, for example, if I was in a super religious family, I mean, that, that would be a tough spot to be in, you know, because me not being religious, but it's this extra dynamic over the top where we actually go and sign that devil's book Mm. All of that mixed together is like this weird recipe that I just find so interesting. I don't know if any of that caught with you, but if it did or if it didn't, what would you say would storyline wise, Foshi, do you think is, did anything jump out to you as like, wow, that's different, interesting or anything like that? Or, I mean, was it pretty much a straight line for you? Am I thinking too much into this? Uh, no, I don't think you're you know overthinking it. I think it's very interesting. You know, I like the aspect of, I feel like, 
the dad is for sure super into this religion and trying to spread it and make the family buy, you know, I guess not buy into it, but believe like he believes. But it's also interesting to kind of see, you know, you don't really see anybody else. I guess the mom is 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 praying when when the baby goes missing and, and wants wants the baby to come back. But if I'm remembering correctly, you don't really see anybody else doing any of the religious things or praying or you know they pray because the family's together. But when they're not together, it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're not, you know, we're just doing it because mom and dad wants us to do it, which is really interesting. I also like the aspect of how it goes. It really goes from the baby goes missing, then you know the kids. And the other boy goes missing and he comes back and it just slowly affects one person in the family. Then it moves to the next person. Then it goes to the next person. It just, you just totally watch this family just completely fall apart um, based off of something that is ultimately real, but they are in the background. Like they don't really know it's real. They're just believing in this thing and being like, right. No, this, right. We believe in our religion. So there has to be, a flip side of that religion that is bad and that's what's causing all these problems for us so that was I mean it's really interesting how it just bounces from right. one person to the next person you see that belief start to grow that there is something bad out there there is some flip side of the thing but nobody I mean outside of uh, Thomason like nobody else really sees it I guess but it's interesting and then you know they keep showing Black Phillip they keep showing the goat and you're like what's the deal with this goat it's just, yeah, it's just a right. goat like it's just a farm animal and then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh shit, it's like actually the devil. Like it's, it's this guy, you know, the, the devil, the, you know, the, the leader of the witches and all this stuff. But so yeah, it, it definitely was interesting. It definitely, um, I feel like, you know, now that we're sitting here talking about it, I wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot in the movie that I was like thinking about as I'm watching it. But as I've, you know, like you said, as we've sat here and talked about it, as the days have passed since I've watched it, I've definitely thought more about these things and you've brought up a lot of good points and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Or, Oh yeah, that is what I was kind of thinking. But now that I've heard your side of things, we can piece those together and be like, Oh, this is the story that I was trying to build. So it's interesting. I just think that a lot of horror films, they really lay on this religious side. And I think I, I, overall, I think this was done so simply, so effectively that I think they really kind of nailed what I would, what I would see as a religious base storyline i yeah. guess if you summed it all up so okay that's my stuff foshi what, what do you got what what, what what do you got over there? so i only have a couple things but um and i feel like they might just be super quick answers so this might not be like a super long thing unless you know we you definitely i know you definitely have some more things we can hit on too so the twins were what i feel like when that ended and the movie ended and i was kind of like were the twins witches were they possessed were they just talking like what did black Phillip show himself to the kids when he wasn't the goat? Was there some sort of you know, communication between the kids, the twins and the goat as black Phillip? What have you like looked at anything on that? Or do you know more about the twins background that I'm putting together right now? I, you know, I, I have, I mean, in the past I, I've looked things up, but nothing sticks out to me, but the, the way that I understand it is that, um, you know, they, they, they did actually, you know, Black Phillip did actually speak to them, probably had them, you know, probably told them one thing to another, because we all know the one thing is that the devil, you know, historically has known, been known to lie. Hmm. Right. So I'm sure that he, you know, just kind of talked to the, the children of her. I do think that they were possessed when 
the brother, uh, man, I always forget his name too. What is, it, what is his name? Uh, Thomason. Uh, Caleb. Uh, Mercy Jonas. Caleb, yeah. thank you. When Caleb is also possessed, I think that they just didn't know what their ultimate fate, which was, I think Black Phillip had the plan for them and they were going to be sacrifices. I think that's why they were, were taken, just like the baby was, was because, uh, I don't know, I think, you, think you, and that's the other thing, is they don't really explain, you know, they don't go, that's the other thing that I really was picking on Hereditary that I liked was that they're not going over the top here. So you're not going to see like in a lot of corny, cheesy horror movies, you're going to get an explanation on why those children need to be taken because they have to be, you know, you're going to like see a shot of the book and the book's going to say, in order for Black Phillip to become real, you have to sacrifice two children at the, we don't need any of that. Like they come, they're gone. See you later. Like we can put two and two together that they were probably sacrificed. But um, I, I don't know. There, there's not, I don't know if there's anything that tells you like they were or were not contacted by Black Phillip. I would like to think that they were and that they actually were possessed and that they did. You know, he probably said, hey, do you want food? Because that's what he says to, to Thomason, right? He's like, do you just want everything? Do you want to go anywhere that you want? And she's like, sure. I mean, that conversation for her to say yes was so quick and easy. She, she literally, I mean, it took 30 seconds. Now, granted, everyone, every other family member was dead by then. So she didn't have much of an option. But I would like to believe that when Black Phillip spoke to the to the young children, that he said something probably like, do you want food because your food's rot? And they said, yeah. And he said, okay, you sign here. And they probably scribbled something on there. And then they were his to do whatever he, he wanted to. Is that kind of the, 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 the gist that I go with? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, again, the more that, you know, just listening to another person's perspective, that's seen it a couple of times. It brings up the point of, you know, of their, their, five or six years old, maybe. So of course they're kids. So it's going to be fairly easy. I mean, you can go tell a five or six year old to, I mean, do whatever and they're going to do it just because you tell them to do it. So if you're the devil, if you're the devil and your goat is talking to him, I feel like it's, it's very interesting that he probably, it's easy to shape their minds and convince, you know, I feel like he started with them and then was like, he ultimately, I guess, wanted another which in his, I don't know, arsenal is which arsenal or whatever he's got going. Sure. So I think maybe he, the more we were talking about it, this idea just came to me that he settled in on Thomason and then, you know, they stole the, the baby when Thomason was watching the baby. They, he slowly turned the twins against Thomason and slowly turn, you know, use them to manipulate everybody else. And uh, they were, you know, telling their parents, that, hey, she's a witch, she's a witch and all this stuff. And the parents, you know, eventually started believing those things. So, I mean, it could ultimately kind of come down to the, the twins being the, the like the centerpiece of convincing and kind of turning all this stuff a little bit. Maybe. See, I think what you're hitting on here, I think, is kind of the two the two sides of the story that I think have been interpreted. And I think I'm on the, actually the other side of you. So the one side is that, you know, Black Phillip, you know, whoever you want to call him, well, this was all a part of the plan and one by one, kind of what you just laid out. I actually think that it's the other way, which I, I like to believe that this just played out how it was. Okay. I think that they were in this area that was not a great area to be in. I think the witch just stole that baby to do her Satan things. Mm-hmm. And then I think that one by one, it just kind of happened. I think the twins really go so hard is because Thomason tells them in order to shut them up that she was the, so I think that they had already been talking to Black Phillip and then she was like, yeah, you know, Black Phillip, but I'm the witch of the woods is basically what they say. And then they believe her because they've already talked to uh, Black Phillip. 
the one thing that this film makes you really kind of think about is those the the twins or the the they're not twins but the the young children almost everything that they say up to the point where they're possessed is something about black philip they're singing songs they're folklore they're rhyming they're talking about what he said you know like 90% of what they're saying. So you really are to believe that they have already kind of had contact with them. And um, I think just one by one, you know, um, Caleb goes out to the woods, gets possessed by the witch, comes back. He's just kind of done for. And I think that, I don't know if there was necessarily a plan one by one. I really think that it was just kind of like, this is just how these events happen to play out. Um, but I think that that part's open for interpretation. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like that other thing, you know, that we've, we, we've talked about, we haven't really like brought to, you, you know, you mentioned the movie really takes place in one area, basically the cabin uh, on their, you know, on their land of the cabin. Every once in a while you go venture to the woods. But the other cool thing about this movie is there's really only six people that are in the movie. You know, you have the two kids, you have Caleb, you have the mom, the dad and Thomason. I mean, that's really pretty interesting how there's only, you know, they have all these other people on the movie as cast, but even with the full cast, there's maybe 15 people, but a lot of them are in, you know, Black Phillip is a voice that you see for a couple seconds. They're talking about the governor of the, of the, uh, the commune or community that they left. So it's really interesting. There's, there's legitimately only six people in this movie that are, you know, major people. And two of them are really small kids. I would say mm -hmm. Caleb is pretty young, maybe like yep. 12 or 13. And yep. then uh, Anya Taylor Joy, she's maybe 15 or 16 when this movie comes out. I don't know how old she is now, but this, like you said, this came out in 2015, 2016, um, 2015. So, I mean, she's maybe 20, 25 now, I would think maybe. I mean, she was just in Queen's Gambit and she looks, you know, relatively older. But uh, it's really interesting that, you know, you have the two parents who are older actors and then you have four kids that are. And then, I mean, this, this movie is, is really good. So it's very interesting how that worked out. Yeah. I think that's a big part of why I like it, right? Simple, but effective. Yeah. You know, it's hard to make a movie with that little of, you talk about everything, you know, very few sets, uh, locations, actors, um, props, all these things. And I think you, you, it's really hard to make a very good and effective thrilling storyline out, out of that. And I think that's why, you know, th this movie really resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I Taylor George is 24. So in this, when this movie came out six years yeah. ago, yeah, she was, yeah. That's interesting. But in the movie, I would definitely pin her for, for 16 probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like around then. Yeah. Um, so my other question is, and I think I, I kind of looked up the answer um, when I ended the movie is, is there, is the, the rabbit that they keep showing, is that just, that has to do with like witchcraft and it's not, is the rabbit actually a witch or does it just have to deal with witchcraft and it lures the kids and, and just is another part of the family that's kind of just tearing them apart or is there's really no point to it because the rabbit shows up multiple times. Yeah. But they don't really explain it. So it's, I kind of looked it up um, and it looks like, you know, there, there's an article here that says rabbits or hares have long been associated with the moon and witchcraft, um, which I, I was like, Oh, that's, I had no idea that was a thing. So that's interesting. But have you or um, have you thought about that at all, or is it something that uh, maybe I'm just overthinking? Or what? What are your thoughts on the rabbit that sh they show a couple times? So I, I remember a long time ago reading some articles, you know, because I love when we watch these movies. You you do exactly what you're doing, right? You go to all the bloggers, all the articles, and you just see what everybody thinks, and that's what I love, right? Because you can go a million different ways. 
I don't remember anything specific, specific spe, excuse me, <laughs> specifically sticking out other than what you just said. Like it's just kind of um I don't want to say like a motif, but kind of an, a nod to just historical and religious things with rabbits. The way that I took it though personally was this idea that goats have this symbolism tied with them. But at the end, we figure out that this goat actually had some funky stuff going on with it. And so then I started, the, the thing that resonated with me was, well then, how do we know which other animals don't? There was another goat, not Black Phillip. They had another one. That goat ended up getting killed. But who says that rabbit wasn't part of the crew? Who says that Black Phillip wasn't that rabbit for a little bit? Mm. Who says that that, you know, that this entity, this evil person, this evil thing can't take shape in other animals when it needs to do something, you know, like that goat technically, you know, you could go as far as you wanted here, but you know, even that scene when they're down at the river and maybe to your point, Foshi, if this was, and you did go down that road thinking that the storyline is all a plan, a master plan by black Phillip, like maybe black Phillip needs to actually track these people and see what's going on. So when they're down at the river, you know, maybe the rabbit can, you know, you can actually get out and, and, and go and, and run down there instead of, you know, Black Phillip's locked up there. It's the family goat. Like he, he's not going to be able to just hang out and, and go away to other places, you know? But I think this idea too, is like the other thing is a symbolism with the crow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mom is daydreaming basically is cursed yeah. thinking that she's breastfeeding her, her, her missing son come to find out that it's a crow literally pecking a hole in her chest. Um, essentially, uh, what is what 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 point does that crow have? I yeah. think a crow also has that symbolism, right? It kind of has that historic, but I also view it as like, I think the animal can do kind of witch of the woods kind of has control over the woods type of deal, you know, like the witch kind of animals in the in the bad woods are, are might be bad animals. So that, that's kind of the idea behind what that I at least kind of go down. Yeah, I think that's that's you know that's where I was kind of looking to, and I'm just looking at this this article again. Um, European folklore rabbits were often seen as favored familiars of witches in some cultures, such as Ireland, Scotland. A common belief was that witches shapeshifted into rabbits to travel undetected. There you go. Uh, the spirit rabbit was only vulnerable to silver bullets, which is interesting. Um, and then, you know, it keeps going. Rabbits are strongly associated with spring. It's, it's curious that rabbits are such a symbol of the Christian Easter when in the Bible they're regarded as filthy and have such a long association with witchcraft. See, so that's that, that is, that's the winner right yeah. there. Okay. Cause that's what I think he did with all of this stuff. And that's why the religious symbolism really always comes back to me because that's the stuff. I, I really feel like all of that is the underlying kind of meaning behind it all really is, is the good and bad verse what you think is good versus what Fauché thinks bad and, and, and which side, you know, I, I think all of that, it all plays back and forth. I think that's probably the winner. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's, um, you know, it's a very interesting thing when you, you know, like he kind of, he built into the, the, the folklore of goats, you know, I, you know people just have a weird, strange uh, thoughts of goats and, you know, that, that ends up like Philip is the, you know, is the goat is the devil. Um, and rabbits, you know, they're, I don't know, they're kind uh, of, they're kind of weird too, but it's, it's also interesting. I feel like, you know, it's been a little bit since I've watched it, but I feel like the rabbit always shows up when, because, you know, the family is really struggling with food and the crops aren't growing and they're not catching anything. And the dad puts out a rabbit trap and all this stuff. And I feel like the rabbit always shows up when they're out hunting in the woods to try to find something. So I feel like that's a, maybe another way where well, that's another good point. Dad and Caleb go out and see the rabbit. And they kind of look for the rabbit and try to find it. They don't find it. They come back home. Caleb realizes that the family is 
starving and he's going to go out and find this rabbit by himself. Thomason goes with him. So he's going to go out and kill this rabbit. And then that is when, if I'm not mistaken, that is when, you know, he sees the rabbit, he starts chasing the rabbit, the dog chases the rabbit. That's when he actually winds up at the witch's hut or whatever and gets exactly. Yeah, also, they, they don't, that's a that's that's perfect, right? Yeah. And then that's another thing I totally forgot, right? That rabbit leads him to the witch, yeah. like that for sure is what that is. And the other thing too, that's another interesting added element to that is you're right; they're not allowed to go into the woods, but they break their religious oath of not lying to lie to mom to go get some meat, right? And guess what? They don't get anything. So the other thing is they show every time we see this rabbit, we don't see any rabbits that are caught or dead, right? The rabbit is fine, and and not only is it fine. And it's not following in your trap, but it's actually going to follow. It's going to lead you yeah. to the trap. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's interesting, and you know, it's just playing off of. So it's either the rabbit. There's two ways you can go. The rabbit is a witch that is leading them in, or the rabbit is just associated with the witch and is playing yeah. off of their whole. You know, they're starving, they're hungry, they're going to do anything for food, and it ultimately leads them down this path of destruction. Really, I think it's just one of the many conduits that is happening in in, in the in the in the wicked woods. I guess. Yeah. The other thing, I guess, you know, I, I'm looking at IMDb here and can you, and maybe it's just, I mean, it's, I've always thought it was interesting how on the cover of the movie, the witch is, the W is like not connected. It's broken out into two separate things. Is, do you know if there's any, like any, anything that, you know, that, that plays off of that? Or is that just how they wrote it since it was kind of like, old I'm English? sure there is some symbolism there. I'm sure. But a lot of, uh, it makes me wonder if that's just how they used to write W's yeah. back in the day in the okay. journals. I really don't know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some some cool symbolism, uh, some under undertones to that. Yeah, I, I've even before we watched this movie and before you brought it up, I've always it sticks out I've to you. Seen that. It? It's always like that is some that definitely has something to do with something, but it's very interesting. Um, I love yeah. I love I just gotta tell you too. I'm sorry to cut no. you off, but I, I just love the movie poster. I love the, it's just so. Yes. Simple but dark but creepy, and you're like, "Why the hell it's a witch?" But there's a huge goat yeah. here. Like, what? You know what I mean? And I get that most people are like, "Well, yeah, because goats and you know the symbolism." I understand, but just to have, and you don't even see the full goat, right? It's literally like you don't even see the whole all the antlers um, or the horns, whatever you, what you ever call that on a goat. And it's got this weird yellow eye, but there's no actual iris in the eye, um, and it's just like. I don't know, man. I feel like it's very powerful. It just sticks sticks out to me. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree too because, you know, I, I've I've always seen this. I feel like this is something that I've seen once or twice or a couple times, and I feel like I've it always sticks with me when I see it every time because like you said it's so simple. It's a super dark thing. The words are are in you know in they're not perfectly white. They're kind of dark in the background. And, you know, it just says a New England folktale. Evil takes many forms. And there's just a goat, and you're like. This is, I mean, it's just super interesting. And, you know, if you wouldn't, if you weren't to watch the movie, you would just be like, uh, this doesn't make any sense to me. But, right. Yeah. This, it was interesting. You know, I talked to a um, friend of the podcast, Danny Willard, um, Movie Merge and Spacing Out podcast. And I, I was telling him, you know, he just recently watched Hereditary. And I feel like he watched The Witch recently from, or not recently, uh, one of the first couple episodes for Movie Merge too. And he really liked Hereditary, thought it was really interesting, thought it was, you know, really well done. But when I was talking to him about the witch, he was like, oh, that one really like creeped me out. And I thought it was really, you know, just weird and creepy and all this stuff. So it was really interesting. I mean, I, I didn't feel that way, but it's just interesting how these movies can make two people that, you know, aren't super big horror people or, you know, 
you just have two totally different thoughts and totally different perspectives on on these two, you know, big time horror movies. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always been a fan of the slow burn. I would consider this to be a slow burn. And I, I will always remember the reason these stick to me so much is because I will always remember not only watching them in theaters, but sitting, these were both this and hereditary were movies for me. And I don't do this very often that made me stay in my chair in the movie theater for like a long time for the whole credits. I mean, I just sat there and was like, what, what Th- that, that was wild. Like what? And it, it made me for days think about everything, all of these meanings and those questions you're asking rabbits and goats and why this and why that Why Movies don't do that to me. And so when they really have that effect to me, whether it's a slow burner or it's an in-your-face kind of deal or it's super crazy like a hereditary or it's like just very kind of tame but also creepy like The Witch, I don't know. You know, every person interacts differently. I can tell you that my girlfriend, who I saw it with, didn't have the same effect as me. You know, she wasn't. She was like kind of like you. It was just kind of like, man, I don't know about that. Is that right? Whatever. I'm sitting there like thinking about it for days. You know, I'm sitting there at night like, hmm, I wonder what it Do you think that they, uh, you know, and and everybody is going to take that differently. And that's why I can only, that's why I love the deal, what we're doing here in this miniseries, yeah. right? Because this is just a personal, you know, Duke's kind of recommendation, but man, would I recommend these two? Yeah. These are always at the top. That's why we're starting here. And I, and, and man, anytime somebody needs some go-to horror movies, it's going to be the witch. It's going to be hereditary for me. Yeah. So I know that um, hereditary is, you know, one of your all time favorite movies. And I think when we did um, our, you, our, our ranking of out of 10, I think you gave it a 13 or something. Where, what would you yep. give the witch out of 10? If you were to give it a ranking, um, 10 being the best one being the worst. I gave it a seven. I think it, yeah, I think it's it's not as good as Hereditary. I really have a, a special place for Hereditary, but I, I think it's right up there. I think it's like a 9.8. I mean, I, I, I don't know. 10, is 10 like a perfect movie? Is this a perfect movie? No, I don't think it's a perfect movie. But as far as a horror movie goes, mm-hmm. man, I, I there's not a whole lot that that come on that come pop up on my list that, that are going to be above it. That's for sure. What about you? Where, where do you fall? Yeah, I, um, I, I would give it a seven out of 10, uh, which is pretty high for me, for, I feel like, for a horror movie. Um, and, you know, just us sitting here talking about it now, it's kind of like, uh, maybe, I, maybe I would bump it up a little bit more, maybe like a 7.25 even, seven and a half, um, which is pretty high. You know, I, I feel like I always compare. Did you gave Hereditary, what, a three? A three, yeah. That was, yeah, that was yeah okay. Um, I feel like I always compare things to, you know, Us and Get Out and Midsommar and some of these other horror movies that I've seen recently. Um, but I, I would say this is, you know, I feel like Get Out is on a whole other level. That's like, you know, it's it's whole that's a whole different ballgame. And maybe it's not even a horror movie at this point. But um, I would say The Witch is probably, you know, in, in top three, top four, maybe. Of I, I would have to like legitimately sit down and think about horror movies that I've watched recently. Because usually when I watch them, I think about them for a little bit. And I feel like it's kind of like this with everything now. I, I feel like I've, I watch so much and do, you know, listen to so many things that I listen to something and watch something. And then I'm like moving on to the next thing or just pops out of my mind unless it really sticks with me. Um, but yeah, I would say this one's probably, I mean, for sure, like top five, probably all time horror movies, probably. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So then I guess, can I boil this down to just ask this question? Because mm-hmm. I think this is what comes with the deal is really what these are, are our recommendations to each other. Right. And I guess ultimately what it boils down to, and it sounds like it might be on the right path, but if I was to say, would this be, if someone came to you looking for a horror movie, would this be a Fauché recommendation? Yeah, I, I would say, I would definitely say check it out. Um, I would probably open, so I feel like when I, you know, when I think of like a horror movie, 
I get into a whole nother mindset of when I'm going to sit down and watch these movies because I'm just I'm like, I'm preparing myself for something crazy, something scary, something that's going to you know freak me out. I might open with like, yeah, this is a horror movie, but there's, you know, there's other elements of, you know, drama, of thriller, of mystery. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it to people. I know, um, I think my sister just recently watched it. I think James has seen it, but yeah, if somebody comes along, they're looking for like just a, a simple horror movie. That's not super mm-hmm. scary. I would for sure recommend this. Cause that's like you said, it's super simple in one area, not a, not a big cast, a good story, good script gets to the point and then, you know, you're out. I, I would definitely recommend it. That's great. I'm glad to hear. We, we went one for one out of the two, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll take it. I mean, that's good. And, and I think that, uh, you know, all, that's all we can ask for, especially somebody who's not a horror yeah. fanatic, you know, but I remember telling you that I was like, hereditary is going to be one, but I remember telling you like the witch you'll be fine. It, it, it's not, it, it's not like right. these other horror movies. I kind of think it kind of has its own vibe and I'm glad to hear that you recognized and, and, and like that, that kind of vibe, you know, I think that's, that's what we wanted. Right. Yeah. I will for sure never watch hereditary again, but I will probably go back and rewatch the witch at some point. Um, you know, like maybe around Halloween just to check it out again. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm going to give just a, a quick thing here and then you could do the outro, but I, I would definitely recommend the witch. This is part of the deal where we're for sure going to recommend things to each other that we're not going to like. And that's why I think this is going to be good. We're going to have conversations where, the last episode with hereditary you really talked about why you liked it and why you thought it was good i talked about why i didn't like it why i was out on it for sure and i think those are the conversations that really people like you know i, I the conversations of us going back and forth with oh i love this for this reason and i love this for uh, you know two people talking about things they love is always great but i feel like when you get into those conversations where it's like you know i'm never going to be like oh that was the dumbest thing i ever watched i'll never take a recommendation from you again but those conversations about things where you like something. I thought it was okay. Those are the real conversations that I think are a lot of fun. Um, so my, my thing on the witch, I would recommend it for sure. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. You know, hour and a half, super easy watch. I would recommend, I think for me personally is watching it the first time with subtitles because I, we were legitimately like paying attention, put our phones away. Weren't eating anything. We're just literally sitting in our living room with the sound bar on. And I, I think it was 10 minutes and Ellen looked over at me and she's like, I, we have to turn the subtitles on because I can't understand what they're saying. So I was, so we turned them on. I'll, I'll probably the next time I watch it, won't have them on just to check that out too. Um, acting is great. Script is great. It, it's, it's a great movie. The only reason I gave it, I think I'm going to bump it up to like a seven and a half, seven, seven point two five seven and a half. Okay, let's go. The only reason I'm going to take some points off is because like I said in the beginning, there's not a whole lot that happens, but that's great for this movie. I think that's fine. I think if you, the only reason that I would that I would take the, the points away is for that because I feel like when you recommend these movies to people, they're going to expect. And maybe I think that's on me too. Is I watch movies and I'm waiting for something to happen, and I want something big. I want something. You know, that's how movies are now. You know, you have the the Marvel movies. You have all these like Tenant and all these crazy things that are happening. This is a super simple movie, and maybe that's the reason why I'm taking points away. And that could be on me because it's super simple. Because it's not something where I'm like on edge or waiting for a jump scare. And I feel like when I rewatch it, I'm going to have a, I might even bump it up more. I think I'm going to have a better appreciation for it. So if you haven't watched the witch, check it out. I recommend it. That, that's, you know, as a, as a, as a horror aficionado, I, I am mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend this. 
Well, I really appreciate you saying all that because that, that makes me happy. And I do think that you have a point there where I think a lot of people are ha- have been conditioned with the movies that they do watch. And I think this is sticks out of that conditioning. I think this is in its own lane. It's different. And how many movies from a, a, cin- a cinematography hmm. standpoint, how many movies are really based and are look so beautiful off of mostly pure daylight, um, real authentic light? That's interesting. I think that's why Midsommar is also yeah. has up there is because yeah. there's like, you know, you're kind of outside the whole time. That's really hard to do, by the way. Filming outside is tough. Like with, with natural light, it's really hard. Uh, so, you know, to make it look as pretty as it did, it's also, a, you know, for all my people out there that think we're talking about a movie that was, you know, five shots or something. It, it, that's not the case. Yeah. It was done. It's all done very well. So, Foshi, I appreciate that, man. This is going to wrap up the deal. The first instance of the deal. What's next for the deal? Don't know. Could be anything, any media. We're not tying it just to film. It could be anything. But do we have any timelines associated to it? Not quite, but that's okay. We'll do what we did here and just kind of do it whenever we do it. So stick around. We have some big things in in in, in the works. Um, but man, we really appreciate everyone kind of hanging out with us during the the deal, this miniseries. And I think the recommendations are real serious, man. They're, they're real solid here. Okay. We're talking about the wire who I was super late to the party, but have come around to know and realize that this is one of the most iconic TV shows of all time ever in the history. And we're also talking about two of what I would consider to be absolute must watches in the horror division, the category, the subgenre, or the genre overall, I guess. Pretty high standards for, for me personally, but you know, it's up to you ultimately as the end viewer here to, to, to check that all of that out and to let us know what you think. Mm. So you can do that by hitting us up. Of course, all the socials, but... Don't forget anythingbutcredible.com. Also, be on the lookout for anythingbutcredible.com because also there is the blog, which I know Foshi's still working on. We got some things cooking and coming out very soon for that and just came out too, not too long ago. So you get all your information there. If you're also looking for other Missouri stuff, podcast related, podcastmode.com, we got you. Check all of that out and let us know what you think. Come back to us. You can hit us up on the email too at podcast. What is it? Podcast, going off topic podcast, uh, going off topic pod at Gmail. That's it. Yep. Going off topic pod at gmail.com. Yep. There you go. It only took me four (laughs) times. We appreciate y'all checking out and and checking, hanging out and checking in with us and all that good stuff. We'll be back with some more uh, fun stuff for the deal. Part one in the books. Mm. On to the next time. Until then though, keep it off topic.